I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Monish, and as always, I'm joined by Nishant. We had a crazy trade deadline day, didn't we? Almost 20 transfers getting done in the last 24 hours. We expected it to be a silent one, but it was anything but silent. I think on today's episode, we should talk about all the winners, the losers, which team became better, which team got worse. Hey, Houston, I'm talking about you, <laughs> and all of that in today's episode. Okay, uh, and we'll start off with Miami. I think they got the biggest uh, trade. Victor Oladipo, he was the biggest available player in the market, and. Once Miami knew that they were not getting Lowry, I think they went in for Oladipo, and they retained the biggest win for Miami in this whole thing was they retained Tyler Hero, they retained Duncan Robinson, and they retained uh, Kendrick Nunn as well. So they kept their young guards. They added a good shooter, Oladipo. He can play the two or the three. They they flipped Olenek for Belica uh, from the Belica, yeah. Belicha from the Sacramento Kings, so they got the three-point shooting as well. They won't miss Olenek's long-range shooting. How do you think this elevates Miami? Does this make them a contender really? I think they were already a contender even before. They they were always once they got Butler back and once they were uh, yeah once his performance kicked in and they figured out how to rotate Dragic off the bench or start him every once in a while. I think once they sorted all those initial jitters. Um, they've been they've been balling out. They've been pretty incredible. They had they had a few games uh, of a rough patch, but like, who doesn't need those in the regular season? I think that I considered them as contenders. Uh, sorry, I considered them contenders even before the uh, this trade. Um, I'm not as wild about the already portrayed as a as a lot of others, and, and for good reason. I don't. And we've spoken about this, right? I don't see how he plugs a gap that they had. I don't see how he elevates them <clears throat> to a level where we're saying, okay, it's either the Brooklyn Nets or the Miami Heat. And yep. and if we are even saying that, I don't think we should have been saying much different even before the already portrayed. I'm just saying this one trade doesn't change a lot mm-hmm. there. But, but that's the immediate future. That's right. this season. I think it's a great move for two reasons. One, as you rightly pointed out, they gave up no one that they would have loved to keep. Yeah. They retained none. They retained Robinson. They retained Hero. They retained just about everyone, and yet made this move happen. That's a that's a big win. Yep. The second reason why I like it is what what's the biggest drawback with Oladipo right now? It's that he's not been available for a while. He's had some career threatening injuries. He's been on and off the field. He's played like eighty games in two or three years uh, combined. So we don't know. Like we know he can be pretty elite when he plays, but but he yeah. hasn't in a while consistently. So and then he's on the last year of his contract, which means he's up for for signing. He is a free agent, and it's time for a payday. He's going to get paid. I think that much is clear. One club or the other would go after him. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think what Miami have had in this process is they've brought themselves basically an extended trial period before they purchase the premium product, which is going to cost mm-hmm. them a high premium. Why that's important, especially for a player that's coming off injuries, is unlike in trades, in mm-hmm. free agent signing, the medical happens after the signing, not before. Right. So, their own team that they trust to take a call and make a judgment will only get to examine him after they sign him, when they sign him in free agency, if they sign him in free agency. That's a big risk to take with Oladipo mm-hmm. and maybe not a risk that Miami would have taken. But now, they have a full uh, postseason if they get there, which I think they will. 
and mm-hmm. whatever is the remainder of the regular season to assess him not only how he fits in but also what's his fitness can he is this sustainable is he worth a you know big four year payday and then they take a call and he's going to be free agent anywhere but what if they wrap it up before that right they have enough time to to examine him and and take an informed decision that's huge that's huge for the miami heat so in that sense they've retained their core they it's a great move i just don't think it's all that people are making it out to be if we're talking about how much it elevates their chances as a contender this year i mm-hmm. i thought they were pretty strong i don't think they are a whole lot stronger because of the already poor move it's pretty funny because the last time we did an miami episode they had won 10 out of the last 11 games yeah. and since we did that they lost six in a row they finally beat the knicks and put yeah. that streak to an end but uh, i think already poor what he does is he adds some experience to this team sometimes you see hero and nan and robinson together and you wonder the great talent no doubt about it but sometimes you need that experience right whenever jimmy butler is not on the court they kind of seem lost and he is the glue that holds them together so oladipo i think provides that experience for them and i think uh, it's till the end of the season so they're not losing much they if they don't like him they'll probably let him right. go and they'll they'll keep that cap space open for the off season trades but for now i think oladipo is a good trade and i give this as a win for miami it's a win for sure right again i don't disagree with any of that i don't i'm not saying it's a bad move i'm saying it's a great in fact it's a great move for the for the future because it gives them a trial period on on what yeah. could be a very expensive product all i'm saying is i disagree with a lot of opinions that seem to think this move now elevates miami heat to the top of the east or or puts them right up there uh, in line with or above the bucks maybe even the 76ers i i'm saying that's debatable in itself but if you are saying miami heat is up there i'm saying the victor oladipo trade alone doesn't have too much to do with it it's yep. probably more what they always had and what they figured out again this season yep miami are sitting like in sixth spot in the eastern conference just in the automatic plane spot uh, they might drop to 7 8 9 10 but a team that is going to come up and are almost there as the chicago bulls they were they're sitting 10th right now and that means they get a playing game where they play the 7th or the 8th Eight, right. uh, eighth place team, and then uh, we'll see what happens from there. But I think what the Nikola Vucevic trade does for the Bulls is it brings an all-star level player to add to Zach Levine's capabilities, so that Zach Levine doesn't do all the scoring. Right? If you look at Bulls game all this while, his usage rate has been in intense. Yeah. It's not sustainable if you play if you have a usage rate of thirty 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 five percent. Vucevic, I think he what he does is shares the scoring with Zach Levine. It's a much added comfort. How do you think the Vucevic trade uh, elevates Bulls? Does it make them? Uh, does it put them right behind Atlanta Hawks, New York Knicks, Charlotte Hornets in that seven, eight, nine, ten spots? For the season, for sure. For mm-hmm. the uh, the longer future, it's even better. I think Bulls had quite possibly the most spectacular trade deadline day in the mm-hmm. East. You'd be hard pressed at finding a better. a team that made better moves in the east and and that's where i think relative to where they were before the trade they've gone up exponentially unlike the miami heat that, that's all i'm saying with, with these trades uh um, right. look in, they had a few problems primary was what you mentioned which is overly reliant on on zach levine uh which which is great like he he's going to deliver but it's not very good for the team it's not sustainable how long before he wants to walk out and and he is up for a renewal too exactly we need to get paid um yeah. so then as a franchise 
you're now looking at making moves to to give your superstar the comfort that you're building in the right direction that you want to win this is a big statement in that in that direction because Vucevic is 30 years old not too old but that's not young either which means this is not really a let's build for five years down the line plan this is mm-hmm. let's let's try and get 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 somewhere now plan and that's what i said love that's great zach Levine is so underrated it hurts me <laughs> he is he's been improving on his points per game every single year in the league bar one one season where he only played 20 something games and he was out injured except that every single year he's gotten better and better and better in in recent stretches he's been averaging damn near 30 27 28 30 points a game he's mm-hmm. shooting above 50% from the field he's shooting 43 from the three point line Yep. Um, and he's as athletic as any player I've ever seen. He's right up there with Michael Jordan and Vince Carter in that department as an above-the-rim player. Shoots from anywhere, gets his own shot. It's in- incredible. Now, you've given him Vucevic, for, which, first of all, that's a huge upgrade from whoever else they had playing that position. Right. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking just of their play, but I'm going to get to their, their GM and, and how awesome I think this whole cycle has been. Vucevic and Lavin now, are one of the best pick and roll doers in the league mm-hmm. because not only do you have an elite uh, a big man that can screen and create opportunities for uh, for Levine but when he fades you got a deadly scorer in, in himself he's not a great three shooter but but he's pretty outstanding from the interior and he has like an effective field goal percentage of 65 plus that's unbelievable for a uh, so so they've got all of this an elite pick and roll game but now we come to the the org level perspective which is how they made this move happen and and that's where this uh, this entire move truly elevates right because what did they give up to get Vucevic was one of the most sought after big men in the game that's right. available yeah. uh, they gave up Otto Porter Jr Wendell Carter Jr and two first round picks yep. but here's where it gets interesting those both those first round picks are top four protected so they're not really giving up that much like if they have a a top four pick, they keep it. If not, they move it on. Great, fine, fine. And they gave up Water Porter Jr. I hear he's outstanding. I don't know. When does he ever play? Like, he's he's another one of these forever in the hospital kind of guy. Like, hospital FC. Right. He, doesn't, he, he doesn't play. What do I do? Wendell Carter Jr. is my man. Whatever. Like, he's young. He's got age on his side. But that's about all he's got on his side. I think they had this patient. They ran out of patience with Wendell Carter yeah. Jr. Because he never got a real stretch of games, right? He was always getting injured. Similar to Water Porter Jr. Exactly. Yeah. He was always injured. So, yeah, you're right when you say that Bulls did not really give up much. Nothing, hardly anything yep. they gave up. Yep. And and they, like, first round top four protected picks, I mean, come on. If they ever do tank, they have a top four uh, pick, they, they keep it. So, they've they yep. given up nothing. And um, now, they the GM also quite ominously said they're not done. Uh, and that's a good sign. Because, okay, now you have Levine, you have Vucevic, you have Markinen who's getting better with every game. Yep. That's a that's a decent young core and you have a few others, right? What do you need to complete this piece? You either need a, a 3 and D wing, mm-hmm. like it's great if you can get one, but they've got a few young players promising in that department. What they really need is, is a great point guard that completes the picture. Someone that right. takes that usage rate burden off of Lavin, somebody that creates plays because Lavin can then, he's free to, to move around in space and exploit opportunities there. That's, that's the next level for Lavin's game. I think Vucevic unlocks quite a few opportunities for him. A good point guard would unlock some more. And then this trio, I love it. I'd, I'd love to see it. Yep. Lonzo Ball is a point guard that will be available in the postseason. There's a bunch more that are coming. 
So I think exciting times ahead for Bulls as an arc um, overall. But but even for this season, I love this move. They're they're in the Absolutely. playoffs for sure, and and let's see where they go. Absolutely, it looks like someone heard our uh, get Lavin out of Chicago plea. <laughs> and they finally, of getting, <laughs> instead of getting Lavin out of Chicago, yeah, you brought Vucevic to Chicago. It's incredible that Lavin is a multiple-time slam dunk champion. And when you think of that, you'll think of someone who scores heavily in the paint. But you look at his three-point shooting; it's like incredible. He'll be, he'll be one of those guys who would probably win uh, both the dunk contest and the, <laughs> the three-point. Uh, you see so many of these slam dunk champions, and that's that's their peak. That's the yes. peak point of their career. Like they disappear after that. Diallo, yep. all of these guys that have won the dunk contest. Even a Josh Smith who had a, a decent career, but he wasn't a mover and shaker in the league by by any stretch. Um, so usually, slam dunk contest winners don't always go on to have great careers. You have your exceptions, Carter and Kobe and Jordan, but by and large, they don't. So when I saw this guy, I'm like, alright, great, he can dunk. That's great for video games and ad promos and Mountain Dew and whatever, but. Uh, is he all that? And and for a long time, I had written him off because he won the dunk contest. Like that was how Pavlovian <laughs> the conditioning was. Uh, to see him turn into this is pretty spectacular. All right, so that was the Bulls, and we spoke about Miami. These were the winners of the trade deadlines. Uh, that's all we have for today's episode. We got to come back and talk about the losers of the trade deadline. We'll do that soon as well. But that's all for today. Nice talking with you. See you. Cheers, man. Losers discussions are always fun. Let's do it. <laughs>